0: Just after 11 o'clock here in the city, it is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations right here in West Edmonton Mall, also Leduc and Spruce Grove. You can check them out online at willhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you as we're talking fantasy sports for the next hour here in the capital region and uh, i guess anyone else is listening online iHeartRadio, radio shout out to you guys for listening from even further away if you want to get in on the conversation 1-833-401-1440 is the text line you can also get us on the old email device connor at sports 1440 and brandon at sports 1440 as well uh shout out to the people just walking by us in the mall it is a a feel-good friday as you coined it for the morning show brandon uh We have been spoiled here at the Stingray Studios. Uh, We've got drop-offs galore. Patty from the brew house bringing by a 40-ounce steak. He also brought a regular steak just for comparison. It is not even close. The 40-ounce steak is unbelievable. The sides are great. The cheese toast, the mashed potatoes. Uh, If you don't have a ticket yet for the steak night down at the CBH. You can check out their website, com. I believe it's all through Eventbrite. Uh, make sure you get your ticket now. And I think the best thing I heard from Patty in that whole conversation was you can share.
1: So if there's two of you, you can share. The My takeaway from it was that for $49.99, you get this like cut of meat that's worth probably a couple hundred bucks on its own let alone the sides let alone the fact they cook and serve it for you so i mean hey if you wanted to share by all means but why not just if you're going down as a couple or a pair of buddies why not just buy two two plates take one home and have it for lunch tomorrow or you're camped out on the couch uh watching college football uh, or, or whatever whatever your saturday has in store for you because that is quite literally too good of a price to pass up
0: steak dinner and then you could do steak the next day you could do a
1: steak sandwich you could do a lot of First, things yeah With that saturday, leftover, saturday so. morning that uh that nice early big 10 slate get going and fry <laughs> yourself up some steak and eggs it'd be nice it'd be nice uh that, that's down at
0: the canadian uh, brew house and uh yeah shout out to them also the bonton bakery Bringing some stuff by for the morning show, and that kind of trickled into us some nice treats there. So, uh, shout out to both those great companies here in town doing great work. Uh, we are talking fantasy sports 1-8-3-3-4-0-1-14-40. Uh Just a correction, Patty lets us know it is open table for tickets. Open table, check it out. Uh, last night, Brandon, you were down at the Canadian Brew House for Thursday night football. You got kind of an entertaining game, and it was the New Orleans Saints who made it interesting at the end. Uh, They are kicking field goals for the first three quarters. They would score 15 points uh, to make it interesting towards the end of the game. But Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk connecting on a 44-yard touchdown scamper. I think for a lot of people who maybe had Christian Kirk or even Trevor Lawrence, uh, that that made the fantasy start a little bit better for T-Law. Uh, You know, we kind of talked about him. Would he be good? How would he be feeling? He was 20 of 29 for 200 yards. He looked great. And, you know, they they weren't lighting it up through the air, Uh, but he also ran for 59 yards. He had a couple big runs, one for 26. And that's always going to help you in fantasy when your quarterback can run like that. So Trevor Lawrence, uh, the knee was not necessarily a problem. On the flip side, uh, for the New Orleans Saints, I think, unless you had Alvin Kamara, you probably weren't loving it. Uh, Derek uh,
1: Carr ended up with not a bad output by the time the night was through. He, yeah. his, his fantasy production was actually equal to Trevor Lawrence's. 300 yards, one touchdown. I mean, how many people are starting
0: Derek Carr in fantasy, though? I guess the bye week you might have gone for, mm-hmm. it, and he did put up a lot of yards. That's always that benefit. When your fantasy quarterback is down by a substantial amount of halftime, you know, you, you got to start throwing the ball. You got to start moving it downfield, and Derek Carr can do that. Uh, had it not been for a... Drop by Foster Moreau in the end zone. Uh, They might have uh, found a way to force overtime. And who knows? uh, Hey, we kind of talked about it. Someone had texted in asking about a little bit of a prop bet for the night, a little parlay. And without really thinking, I just kind of rattled off four. I think I went two for four. I had the Camara over on rushing yards. I don't know what that was even. I had under for the points, which looking back, it was like 40. It that was. is I, so I, low. I
1: took an alternative. So in in my uh, parlay that I cooked up for Walt and shot out on the Twitter sphere, I took an alternative over because even though it's kind of like betting the under, um, I don't like betting under. So I just take alternative overs instead and like tease the line down by uh, six or seven points. And it got smashed. The The regular over got yeah. smashed. It ended up being a points fest. And it sure did not look that way because, like you said, the New Orleans Saints are addicted to kicking field goals <laughs> and missing field goals sometimes too. So it uh, it did not start promising. But like you said, by the time the game was through, it actually ended up as a pretty exciting one.
0: Yeah, it really was. It was a great game. And, uh, yeah, I, I got the Taysom Hill anytime. I got the over in ETN receiving yards, but did not capitalize on the under for points. I, in hindsight, had I looked it up, 40 points, you can never tempt me with that. That's way too low. That's
1: way too low. That's way
0: too low. That's one team going off, you know? Yeah. So uh, the, very fun there. Uh, maybe we'll th- throw some prop bets later on in the uh, in the show here, the ones that ones you can have fun with. Any questions you do have, let us know. 1-833-401-1440. It is Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas, brought to you by Hawk Beef Jerky. Text coming in here, a little NHL. Uh, I should mention, we will have Andy McNamara joining us from the Sick Podcast in the next segment to discuss some fantasy football. So get those questions coming in. We'll throw them Andy's way. But this one comes in from Onaway J. He says, hey, boys, I'm running both Robert Thomas and Braden Shen on my fantasy fantasy team. Is it too early to give up on either of these guys? I'm getting impatient. Onaway J. Well, I'll speak to Rob Thomas first. And I always think of Matchbox 20 when I hear Robert Thomas. (laughs) Three games so far, one assist. Uh, I I think the, the more surprising thing for me... You know, he's getting he's getting a lot of minutes. He's averaging 20 minutes a night, and the point production just hasn't been there. I would not panic yet on any player. We talked about Alexander Ovechkin, like, you know, a couple games without getting shots. I'm not panicking. It's it's the grade eight. He's top three goal scorers of all time. Statistically, number two, right? But, you know, I'm willing to listen to arguments about goal scorers. Rob Thomas is no different for me. Like, I, I think you got to be a little bit patient here with him. Uh, Shen... I, you know, same sort of thing. I I just, I I don't think it's, it's so early on in the season. I wouldn't want you to give up on someone before they start to figure it out, get their legs underneath them and get going here. What do
1: you think, Brandon? Yeah, the blues are a confusing team to me. They have too much talent kind of on the younger side, but they're not exactly, uh, you know, fresh faces anymore to, to completely start over. Um, I mean, this is a team that won the Stanley cup only four seasons ago. Uh, and out the door, some big names, of course, Vladimir Tarasenko, um, Vince Dunn, who'd spent the start of his career there. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, but now they bring in new guys, Kevin Hayes, Jacob Verona, uh, and then Jake Neighbors making a push, uh, Kasperi Kapanen now, on, and as according to Daily Faceoff, uh, Braden Shen's current line mates are Jake Neighbors and Kasperi Kapanen. That's not a great compliment of players in Braden Shen. All of a sudden, it kind of seems like time flew by. He's a little long in the tooth. Uh, he's He's been a very productive player for a long time. So that's a guy, if you're not, if you're a little unsatisfied with what he's done, I could see you maybe moving on from him at this point. But a guy like Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo at the top of that lineup, and Jacob Verana, he's currently slotted on the third line, but he had a couple points last night. Um, he's a guy that I really look to bounce back after you know, he, he went through some personal things in bouncing from Washington to Detroit and, and now in St. Louis. So Thomas, you probably used a pretty high draft pick on him. I would not be willing to to cut and run just yet. Uh, and by just yet, I mean probably not anytime soon because he has way too much talent to, to probably not turn it around here in the near future.
0: Yeah, and I mean both those guys on the first unit power play as well. So, you know, once that gets going, it is a very talented group. We shall see. Shan, I can see a little hesitation on, but Thomas playing with the line that he does. Uh, I certainly like that one. Uh, we'll hop over to the NFL now because we got a text about that. No name, but I, I am going to try to figure that one out. Algier or Edwards in the flex. So Gus Edwards. Now we've kind of talked about him as the whole of the Baltimore Ravens running back core just because the the travel and going up here. Ooh, taking on Detroit
1: don't love the matchup you know who Algiers is taking on this week uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh. at the Bucs are at home Falcons heading down to uh to the Bay Area in Florida slightly better matchup slightly better matchup <laughs> but the the Buccaneers are a team that I think has surprised people out the gate I'm not sure if they'll be necessarily sustaining that uh, this is this is a really important game for both these teams Falcons three and three Bucks three and two um we talked about it yesterday. This division is as much up for grabs as anything it's saints with another loss last night. The Panthers are already out of it. These are realistic. Like I was high on the saints coming into the season, but all of a sudden the Falcons, like we said, are kind of seemingly just a quarterback away from being a legitimate, um, like solidified playoff team. So I'll go with Algier because of the travel coming back, the Ravens running backs, just not really seeming to be able to get anything going in the by committee approach. So I'll go Algier by default, but I'm not in love with it. I I know you're probably thin for um, options wise with bi-weeks injuries, et cetera, but uh, the nameless text, I I will side with um, Tyler Algier.
0: That's the way I was going to go as well. Um, it seems like with Bijan, they are kind of monitoring his snap count. They don't want to wear him out too soon, which I think is wise. He's so dynamic. You don't know, get him a break when you can. So I think they're going to be running that two running back system, whereas there will be a threat. And I think they like him in the red zone. So I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, we also have an ex, a text coming in here from a DK. It says, Gibbs or Nakua in the flex this week? Uh I will just say, just want, grabbed up Buka Nakua since the return of Cooper Cup. Like, we all know how good Nakua was those first two games, averaging 15, or not averaging, but uh, 15 targets in the first game, 20 targets in the week two performance where he went off. Uh, though, since since Cooper Cup's return, it's dropped off a little bit, but he was still quite productive. Uh, two games against the uh, Colts and the Eagles, I think I kind of like sticking with Pukinakua here with Jameer Gibbs being the other option. Now, you have an update on Jameer Gibbs, your boy. So uh, you've got three minutes. You can talk about him as much as you want.
1: No, I I will not be filling the entirety. (laughs) I I will yield the rest of my time here at one point. But no, it does look like Gibbs is going to maybe making his return, um, which comes at a good time, the lines because it does not appear as though David Montgomery is going to be able to go this weekend. So this... I, I we've talked about it almost week after week. It's taken a bit of a hiatus because Gibbs being hurt. But will the Lions start to utilize Jameer Gibbs more? Going back to a Thursday night game, uh, Lions Packers, I think it was, if I remember correctly, Gibbs was having a great game, uh, getting a lot of um, you know yards per carry type action. He was averaging out really well. But as soon as the Lions got into the red zone, it was all the David Montgomery show. <sighs> I really genuinely hope that does not continue now with the Craig Reynolds taking over that David Montgomery role as just <laughs> the, the the touchdown snatcher uh, and goal line snatcher. Jameer Gibbs is a really good player. They use so much draft capital on him. I have to think this is the prime opportunity to really um, give him more of an opportunity to take that number one role with Montgomery out. The Ravens are no slouches. Yeah, they might be a little jet lagged and not at the top of their game, but it's it's something that's just ingrained into our brain. The Ravens always have a good D, and is this one as good as maybe uh, past iterations? We know no, the Ravens had sometimes had some of the best defenses in NFL history, but they're still they're still capable. Um, the Lions are cementing themselves as a legitimate Super Bowl contender out of the NFC after losses by San Fran and the Eagles. I'll say Nakua still. But keep in mind that I do not own Nakua in any leagues. I do own Jameer Gibbs, and you better believe he is slotted into my flex spot. Um, and I'm hoping, counting on, and uh, genuinely believe in a good showing from Jameer Gibbs this weekend. I yield the rest of my time.
0: Well said. Well said. Yeah, if, if Reynolds gets that Montgomery... Type roll, and you, Jameer
1: get. I will yeet myself off my balcony.
0: <laughs> People will not be happy. Okay, uh, just one more here from On Away says, Thanks for the input, Jets. I actually didn't have a pick in our draft until the eighth round, as I sold a farm last season for a championship, or to try for a championship. I picked Thomas in the ninth round, 122nd overall, which was crazy to me. But he was still there. My first thought was, oh, you're telling me that he took a slide down and then i realized that's Goo, Goo dolls and not matchbox 20, so i i might thought my pun was so <laughs> clever so close <laughs> oh my gosh i thought it would've been so good but it didn't work out i don't know how but, far we've come but I, I, I
1: do think that's a really like good value pick yeah, at that's that point awesome. for for rob thomas um so yeah i mean hey jay that happens i i've done i've been there myself uh, in football side of things selling uh, all your draft picks in a in a dynasty league to to load up and guess what? doesn't always pay off. You, you hope it does. Flags fly forever, even even in fantasy uh, sports leagues. Um, but I, I wish you the best in kind of restocking the cupboards a little bit. And, and, yeah, back to the original point. Hold on on Rob Thomas. He's a really good player.
0: A couple of buddies, buddies and I like to do a little anytime point score, point score and like do a little parlay with a few guys. And Rob Thomas was a very clutch performer for us last year. So you got to stick with him, uh, see what happens. Oh, we got a text here from Craig slash Reno two names he goes by very cool we'll get to that with andy mcnamara next i'll throw it that question his way regarding the nfl and the situation he might be going through if you have any text you can send them our way 1-833-401-1440 and uh, we will talk about them next on fantasy frenzy hallie and douglas brought to you by Hawk beef jerky Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at com or in person, Leduc, Spruce Grove, or right here in West Edmonton Mall. And if you're going to go grab some jerky, come by the studio, say hello. We love uh, meeting our listeners. Got a chance to catch up with a young man from Calgary I, uh, in uh, yesterday. Told us all about how he wanted to go to radio school. So... Had a little chat there. Uh, If the time works out, we will crack open the doors. Sometimes we are on air, but sometimes we mingle with the people that actually want to talk to us. If you want to get in on the conversation, 1-833-401-1440. You can also email us, Connor at sports1440.ca and Brandon at sports1440.ca. Lots of questions coming in here, and we are definitely going to be throwing them in the direction of our next guest our fantasy wizard brought to you by the canadian brew house you can join the cbh for a monday thursday and sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the super bowl in las vegas we bring in andy mcnamara of the sick podcast he is a member of the fantasy sports writers association and you can give him a follow on twitter or x whatever you prefer at andymc81 andy uh, good afternoon how are you doing We may have lost
2: Andy. Oh, there we go, guys. We got. I had my, I had myself on mute. I made a funny quip. It was silence, which I'm used to uh, when I tell a joke to my wife. But it was on mute. Taylor,
0: let's try that again. Uh, We bring in Andy Mcnamara of the Sick Podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter at AndyMC81. Andy, good afternoon. How are you doing?
2: Good afternoon, gentlemen. I could go for some of that delicious jerky you guys were talking (laughs) about. Sounded great. There we go. It
0: is it is Alberta's best beef jerky and I'd make a wager to say it's Canada's best beef jerky. So if you're ever in our fine product province the capital region uh let me know you stop by West Edmonton Mall we'll take you to get some
2: let's go absolutely
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, we it sounds like it's a great time coming yeah uh, we've got a lot of questions coming for you uh because you know obviously fantasy football in that swing and games are starting to mean just a little bit more I want to ask you this one. it comes in from Dusty Dave but it also kind of impacts myself so a little bit of selfishness <laughs> here uh, what's going on with Calvin Ridley and what do I do with him he's a tough start with his boom or bust scores
2: Boy, super disappointing last night. Oh, man. I advised someone, they asked me, Ridley, or I forget who the other guy was. It was not, not a great option either. But I said with Ridley, all the potential, of a hot start to the year, then went quiet, then a couple nice weeks, and then two stinkers. Really, what's been most surprising is it's been Christian Kirk, who has been the man.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, boy, if you look at draft capital, where you took him, in, in my fantasy leagues, guys, I'm in four. I tried to get Ridley um, in all four. I failed in all four. I got Christian Kirk in three of them, and I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that. So it's Christian Kirk, not Ridley. I would say this, okay? You have week eight, then the bye, then San Francisco. Pump the tires. Wait a minute. Let's give him a little bit more time. Let's wait till after the bye and go. If you absolutely have to drop him, fine, but the talent is still there, and he has flashed. so I'd like to be a little more patient with Ridley.
0: How about his quarterback, Trevor Lawrence? I mean, I, th- I think, you know, on a toughness scale, you don't get fantasy points for that, but it was a gutty performance out there with the knee issue of running the football, making some throws, spending the time in the pocket. Uh, but, but you know, kind of same with him. Boomer bust performances. He's had some really good ones. He's had some games where he's kind of been quiet. What do you think about Trevor Lawrence going forward?
2: Yeah, real life-wise, look, he's getting the job done, right? Four wins in a row for the Jaguars. Yeah, you, you can't argue those results. Fantasy-wise, though, yeah, he has not hit 20 fantasy points this season. Actually, hasn't even hit 19. Um, had his second-best fantasy outing last night, actually, just going over 18 fantasy points. But we're not seeing – we only have two games with double-digit passing touchdowns. We're seeing singles. We are getting a little bit of rushing. You know, I had 59 rushing yards yesterday. He's kind of that, that middle-of-the-pack guy that I, I would almost put um, equal to, fantasy-wise, not real-life-wise, but fantasy-wise to his counterpart, Derek Carr, Same type of production. And this season, actually, Derek Carr has probably produced a little bit better for your fantasy team.
0: One more question for me uh, coming in here from Spruce Grove. Steve, he says, boys, would you trade James Cook for Rasheed Rice?
2: Uh, For for, uh, James Cook for who? Uh,
0: Rasheed Rice.
2: Oh. Oh. Okay, if this is a dynasty league, yes, because I do like the long-term... Uh, potential of Rashi Rice. I do. I think he is going to be brought along and developed more and more, but we're just not seeing the consistent target share right now. We're consistently getting like four passes. Okay? So if, if we start seeing that jump, if we're seeing six, eight, you know, and we're starting to see that, then I'd be more intrigued. But right now, with how valuable the running back position is, um, even though James Cook has had two down weeks, he did have the first four weeks of the season where he was popping. And I would say the running back value and the scarcity, it's worth holding on to James Cook.
1: Andy McNamara from The Sick Podcast joins us on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas with you. Uh, Andy bye weeks are in full swing a pretty heavy bye week this time around if maybe there's Mm -hmm. players out there that uh got a little lazy and didn't hit the waiver wire early in the week and they've got a quarterback on bye heading into this weekend what are some of the guys that you know probably aren't a regular week starters that you have your eye on this week as a as a good filling spot whether it be maybe a kenny pickett a, a baker mayfield gardner Minshew, somebody like that who do you like
2: yeah, six. This is bi-week hell, right? Like, we have six. Oh, there's some there's some heavy hitters sitting. And, and you know what? In a lot of these cases, it's something where, you know, I'll give you some names, and it's like, I don't like this. I don't like the situation we're in, but we have 6 buys. so That's what we got to do, right? Here's one that no one's talking about. And, again, we have, to, we have to remember for fantasy football, we have to separate the real life from the fantasy. Like, Kirk Cousins is usually a good fantasy quarterback. Real life-wise, he chokes. Same with this situation. And it's Desmond Ritter of the Falcons. And you might think, you're like, Desmond Ritter, Andy, he's terrible. And you're correct. However, however, fantasy-wise, this guy has popped 20 or more fantasy points three times, including back-to-back weeks, just shy of 20 last week in the loss and the win the previous week against Houston, 26 fantasy points. So he's going to throw interceptions, but he's going to run a bit. He's going to he's thrown for over 300 yards back-to-back weeks. You play Tampa Bay, who's... Defense is good, not great. And if you're playing from behind, garbage time points count the same. Desmond Ritter gives you the highest ceiling out of any of the general waiver wire guys that are going to be sitting out there, like a Baker Mayfield, a Gardner Minshew, a Kenny Pickett, who, you know, to be honest, are probably going to get you, what, 14, 15 fantasy points? I'd rather roll the dice a little bit with Desmond Ritter.
1: Yeah, we uh we have not been shy about uh slandering Desmond Ritter on this show for uh, like you said more, more so you. more so for his uh, actual real life production as opposed to the fantasy side of things. So I'm uh, I'm kind of glad you concur there. A name that uh, has been bandied around all season, uh, missed a couple games with injury, but looking like to be back in the lineup, Jameer Gibbs with the Lions. What what do you make of it heading into this matchup with the Ravens? We had a text in earlier asking about him versus Puka Nakua in the flex spot. Connor and I both said Nakua is probably the safer bet, but is there any reason to think that this could be the week that uh, Jameer Gibbs finally breaks out and, and gets utilized a little more by the Lions?
2: I will say this. My thinking, if we were coming in a couple of days ago, would be what you said. However, after hearing Dan Campbell, and from all accounts, you know, you have like a Kyle Shanahan or a Bill Belichick. They'll try to swerve you, and, and you know, for your fantasy team, that's no good. Dan Campbell, I think, is as straight a shooter as it's going to come. And he said, look, we'd love to ease Jameer Gibbs back in, but we don't have David Montgomery. We're going to need him to take on a full workload. So my year's perked up there. Okay, you get Gibbs back in. The draft capital you spent – Um, he's going to get a full workload, right? And this, from what Dan Campbell's saying, there's no Montgomery. The backups aren't anything special on it. I would go with Jameer Gibbs. Now, coming off a hammy, the soft tissue, always a little dicey. But um, I think what we have to look at is, okay, what's the greater opportunity here? And where are you going to be able to cash in? You're playing the Baltimore Ravens, who's, again, defense is is good, but they're banged up and not great. I think you go with Jameer Gibbs this week here.
0: Andy McDermott joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Uh, here's one for you, Andy. It was a two-parter. People just asking about the health of a couple of players. One I will answer because it was Christian McCaffrey. He did not practice yesterday, so, you know, you got to follow the beat reporter, see what he's looking like in practice going yeah. forward. The second one I'm just going to let you go with because it's your team, Deshaun Watson, uh, oh, limited boy. at practice yesterday. What What's going on with him?
2: Yeah, well, actually, I just before coming on, I got uh, some reports from my Cleveland reporter contacts and buddies down there into the open portion of the media that practice was. So how it works is about 10 to 15 minutes is open to the media and the players will just do very basic stuff, you know, toss it around nothing too crazy and then the media has to leave and then they'll go through the full proper practice. Um, they've shown videos, the reports I got, Deshaun Watson threw, got a full workload in and there were mixed reviews. From what I saw on video, it didn't it didn't look great. It, it looked The ball looked off and he hasn't thrown really in like 20 four days right a little bit yesterday and they're going to apparently make the decision Kevin Stefanski after practice just probably not even 10 minutes ago said um, that they're going to see how the shoulder feels tomorrow and make a decision there which I think is a terrible mistake just go with PJ Walker save Watson get him a full work, uh, work week and go to Seattle I would not play Deshaun Watson this week even if Deshaun Watson plays I would not play him this week this, uh, if he plays I think it's, that's a mistake
0: a player who, well, I, you know what, I should just say the whole position's been kind of polarizing this year. Uh, Trevor is asking about George Kittle. Is he somebody you can mm-hmm. trade or keep? I will say, you know, the week he went off, I was playing him. He he gave <laughs> me an L. Uh, so I, I think he's got that potential. But, you know, outside of Travis Kelsey, and, I mean, that might be it. Uh, the tight end position is just so up and down. What would you do if you were George Kittle owners?
2: Well, if you, look, if you're a George Kittle owner, you have to hold on to him. You, know, you, just, you just have to. Um, don't give him away for nothing because, like you said, as soon as you do, he'll, he'll pop. I'm not saying you necessarily play him, but you cannot drop George Kittle. But if you're looking for an upgrade, at least in the short term, at tight end, I have to say, and I, I keep surprising myself when I say this out loud because it doesn't seem right. The Atlanta Falcons, John New Smith, not Kyle Pitts. Nope not interested in Kyle Pitts. I want me some John New Smith, two N's, folks, John New Smith. And the reason being is this. Three weeks in a row, check out these fantasy point totals for PPR 15.5, 10.7, 13.6. Now, here's the important part. We've seen uh, sometimes, you know, a tight end will catch like a, uh, what, Donald Parham for uh, the Chargers. He'll have two catches, two touchdowns. That's not sustainable. John Smith is sustainable because of those numbers I read out of those three weeks, only one touchdown. So what does that say? That means he's catching the ball. He's getting enough targets to make himself fantasy relevant. And to me, look, if you're getting a tight end and he's getting you double-digit fantasy points, I don't care if the number is 10 double-digit, that's a big win with how dire that group is. So John U Smith is probably my favorite ad this week uh, going up against Tampa Bay. I think it's a great matchup.
0: Andy, thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll have to get you on later on in the season.
2: Yeah, anytime, guys. Always love it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That is Andy McNamara of the Sick Podcast. Give him a follow, Andy Mac eighty one on Twitter or X. Uh, always appreciate him coming on. He was our fantasy wizard. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse, sending you to the Super Bowl. Uh, we talked about Craig or Reno, it goes by many names. Boys, I'm in a 12 team standard league. 12 teams. I have a lot of running backs. I can trade and I'm thinking of offering Joel Mixon and Damian Pierce for Debo, Isaiah Pacheco and Dallas Goddard. I still have Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor and Kyle Williams as my starters. Is it a good deal to make for both of us? Okay, let's, let's do this hypothetically. I am Reno. I'm giving away Mixon and Pierce to get Debo. So I get receiver help. That's up and down. I get Pacheco. Who's Awesome but not always going to be a big fantasy performer and Dallas Goddard since you're so deep at running back. I think, yeah, you could afford to make that move because you are getting a quality back in return. And then you are potentially upgrading at receiver and tight end. So I, I don't mind it. I think Goddard and at, and Debo Samuel have kind of wavered. They've been up and down, but there is some upside there. I assume since you're so good at running back, you must have some deficiencies elsewhere because it is a 12 team league so I would make that deal. Now, Brandon, if you're on the flip side, you're getting Mixon and Pierce, but you're giving up Debo, Pacheco, and
1: Goddard. Are you making that deal? The thing is, if you were to offer this trade at the start of this season, I think it's a no-brainer for me on, on my side of it. Yes, it, you probably look like you're giving up the best player in Debo Samuel, but uh, assuming that maybe I'm deficient at the running back spot, I'm giving up one to get two and, and then shifting out a really good tight end, um and a you know what's been an up and down receiver like i said at the start of the year this will be a no-brainer for me but what we've seen so far this season from joe mixon and the Bengals, pretty uninspiring damian pierce of all the success the texans have had uh pierce has been a big part of it running the ball but not from a fantasy wise thing he hasn't uh, you know scored a lot of touchdowns the yardage hasn't been huge he's been a pretty you know pedestrian fantasy player for the most part whereas and all of a sudden I'm looking at probably Isaiah Pacheco is the best player in this trade now. So I'll be honest, unless I was really hard up for for running backs and I needed, um, like maybe it's a three RB league. I've, I, 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 We just changed the rules this past season in my 12-team dynasty league from a three starting running back spot. Um, but in just a standard, no PPR, um, two, two running back and a flex spot, I'm not sure if I'm pulling the trigger. I would have to be really hard up for running backs to move out Pacheco samuel and goddard for for two guys that have really underwhelmed so far this year in Mixon and pierce
0: uh one text here coming in what about justin fields i think that would be regarding the injuries that's my guess we like justin fields up and down boomer bust potential uh but for his update uh he did not practice yesterday or wednesday with that thumb injury Good thing about a thumb, it's a long way from the heart. So you can still do a lot of other things. He can prep. It's not going to set him back too much, but obviously they want that thumb to be as ready as it can be. I, I imagine going under center with a thumb injury would be tough. So I, I think they're obviously going to keep him sidelined. He could be a game time decision. I'd, I'd watch those insiders. Adam Schefter likes to drop bombs at, you know, two in the morning on Sundays to, to let people know with what's going on. But yeah, he has not practiced yesterday or wednesday i doubt he will today and uh, we'll go from there we got text from spaghetti dk lance slurpy sean ear candy we'll get to those when we come back it is fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 hallie and douglas brought to you by wheelhawk beef jerky welcome back to fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 presented as always by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online. willhawkbeefjerky.com. Locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. That is where we are. Beautiful day. It's a different crowd on Fridays here at the mall. I, I've seen, I saw a group of kids. So it makes me think there must be a tournament going on of some sort that brought in like a, a sports team from out of town. There's often more parents with their kids, which makes me think they're from out of town, just walking them all. No, the no school
1: today, um, to probably depending on your oh, really? uh, school district or, or whatever the case, because uh, Eddie Steele had his son uh, in here this morning. Uh, a PD day, I believe is what they're called, about, oh, beckoning the f- back to my, uh, my high school days and, and obviously earlier. The, my K-12 through 12 experience was the same because it was all in one building uh, in yeah. Melbourne, a K-12 school. So, but uh, yeah, Friday off uh, for probably a lot of kids across the city.
0: Well, that might be it then. Maybe there's not. Well, there's got to be some tournament going on. These were all kids of a similar age. I believe they had track jackets on, so they were some sort of team, but that would explain it. All right, PD Day. Shout out to everyone who's coming out to the mall. Uh, swing by the studio, like I said. Maybe Brandon will bring you a, a little piece of a steak from the Canadian Brew House. They dropped off a nice 40-ouncer. They got the steak dinner tomorrow. Check out the thecanadianbrewhouse.com. For all your details and info, a couple nice days in the city here. Uh, 13 today is the high 11 tomorrow, and then it gets cold. So get out and enjoy our city. Maybe uh, one last time before winter arrives. Uh, It is fantasy frenzy. So we'll get back to the fantasy sports here. 1-833-401-1440 is the number. If you want to give us a quick text message, maybe you got a little question as we head into the weekend in the NFL or potentially the NHL. Will the Oilers bounce back tomorrow against the Winnipeg Jets? We shall see what happens there. Uh, This one coming in from Ear Candy. Hey, guys, is Deontay an option for the flex spot in an eight-man PPR? Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh Steelers. uh, Yes, he has returned to practice. He's fully practiced the last couple days. He will be good. I don't know. That's a really good question. I think it depends on the rest of your team. Uh, Deontay Johnson this year. Uh, the one game where he played fully, he had uh, six targets. He had 48 yards on three receptions. I mean, if, if you, if your receiver position or your flex spots a little deep, then maybe you go for it, but he hasn't played in a month. His last game was the, I believe the Monday nighter against the Cleveland Browns on the 18th of October, September. So he hasn't played in a little bit of time. So I, I think there might be concerns there. I don't know if I would rush him into my lineup unless it was of necessity. But I, I do not mind him going forward. Uh, Pickens has been kind of up and down for the Steelers. Having Firemouth will be, will be nice. But do you want to put your faith in Kenny Pickett? I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm quite there. I might look for other options. Uh, Slurpy Sean says, Boys, I benched Ridley for Rice and kept T-Law in and felt like a genius. Passing on good fantasy vibes to all. Cheers. That, we don't wish... Failure on anyone but when you make that Tough decision to bench someone who you Maybe typically wouldn't and they don't do Anything it does feel good there there is A little bit of pride that Can be taken like you know what nailed that One and for those who benched Calvin Ridley last night
1: you probably you're Probably feeling pretty good about yourself Especially When it is a, a player with as much name Recognition as a guy like Calvin Ridley like Sometimes when you get into some like a week like This a heavy bye week and you are basically only starting the players you have left available to play uh, without maybe hitting the waiver wire because you don't want to drop anybody, but, you know, whatever the case. And all of a sudden it turns out good, like some player blows up. Well, yeah, you didn't really have much foresight there because you were just down to your, your last possible options. And I've been there. There was years in uh, in our Dynasty League where I was like, you know, the, the apps sometimes give out like manager rankings for like efficiency and stuff. I was the highest uh, or most efficient manager, but mostly just because... My entire bench was dog water, so it was the only possible options to play every week. Yeah, it's naturally, that gave me the highest output because all my bench players were scoring like zero to three points. So, you know, there, there is, uh, you know, ups and down with this type of thing. But obviously, Slurpy sort of Sean, um, sitting down a guy like Calvin Ridley and saying, no, it's not happening on this Thursday nighter or in, down in the big easy, all the props to you. Great, uh, great insight on that choice. Okay, I'm going to throw a, a fantasy
0: hockey question your way from Lance. He sent in the screenshots. We'll say, screenshots, it's a nice little bit of technology, but for us, it's not always easy because we have to bounce back and forth. It doesn't come to us in the most readable, you know, I don't know, readable way for lack of a better term. It's just kind of messy, but I, I think I got this one down. So this is the trade. Brandon, you're the hockey expert here. I want your opinion. It looks like it would be Lekinin. Out of Colorado, your boy Trevor Ziegris and Grubauer in exchange for Casey DeSmith and Colton Keller. Not Colton Keller.
1: Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller. That's his much cooler brother that rides motorcycles.
0: Colton Keller used to play for the Oil Kings. Oh. Uh, (laughs) I believe. (laughs) Yeah, he played three years for the Oil Kings. That's a real person. Clayton Keller. Uh, So Keller and DeSmith. What do you think?
1: So I, I have to assume that uh, Lance is receiving um, Grubauer, Zegras, and Lekkinen in exchange for Casey DeSmith and Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller, obviously the best uh, player in this trade, output wise, and you can tell this one's either been sitting in the um, pending for uh, for Lance for a couple of days because uh, the Zegras stat line still reads zero. Uh, he put <laughs> up one, uh, put up an assist last night. Um, Including, uh, well, not on, but uh, Leo Carlson scoring his first NHL goal last night. Shout out, number two pick. Going to be way better than Adam Fantilli, I bet. Um, (laughs) Philip Grubauer is a guy I believe in a lot. And Seattle has struggled to score so far this season. Uh, They've been leaning on Grubauer. Health has been an issue in the past, but we saw it in the playoffs when he's rolling. He can be very, very good. Um, Martin Jones no longer in behind him as the safety net. It's a kind of a combination. Joey Decord, Chris Drejer, uh, up and down from um, Coachella Valley. Uh, our Tuesday co-host, Grant Fear, the color man down there. So he's a, a great tool for us to utilize there. But Clayton Keller is the best player. You're giving up a lot to, uh, to acquire Grubauer in Keller. But Desmiths that's a non-factor for me. Thatcher Demko is going to play so much for Vancouver. Um, and as long as it's not against the Oilers, DeSmith probably won't play that well. If you're really that desperate for a goalie, Pull the trigger, um, but you're you're still getting tons of value. Zegers, great player. Leckonen can contribute. To, I see hits and blocks are probably categories. He plays physical. Uh, he's going to be playing in the top six with really talented guys. So uh, I I think you're looking good here if you're the one acquiring Grubauer, Zegers, and Leckonen in exchange for Keller and DeSmith.
0: Fantasy Frenzy on Sports fourteen forty one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line if you want to get in. Uh, Colton Keller, Finian's wondering. Playing with the Idaho Steelheads of the East Coast Hockey League right now. Former Edmonton Oil King. Shout out Colton Keller. There you go. Uh, Question here. Lost Fields and Richardson. Watch for Fields. He might be able to go. This is from DK, by the way. Purdy or Goff this weekend? Uh, I think you got to go Purdy. Personally, he's at Minnesota. Uh, You have Goff. He's taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. So I think I probably lean towards... We've got low tide leaning in here. What's up, uh, man? There's a steak out there. Is anybody going to eat it? It's yours. No, I don't want it. Brandon's I just want somebody, cons- if I want to put it in the fridge. Brandon's consumed about 37 ounces of that steak. I don't
1: want it in the fridge yet because then I'll have to reheat it, whereas if it's still just cold from room temperature, I can eat if it as is. If I find is. out that any of that steak gets ruined, you're all in trouble. <laughs> no fret there, Al. I will be uh, housing yeah. the rest of that steak. But feel free to cut yourself off a few pieces, Al.
0: <laughs> we don't waste food in this household. Uh, D.T. Riley says, hey, guys, love this show. Thank you. Need advice on my flex spot. Oh, by the way, going to that last texture, property Brock Purdy. Uh, <laughs> Brian Robinson, Zay Flowers for She-Rice in a PPR league. Thanks. I'm such a homer because I, I just love Zay Flowers, especially in PPR. I think that Lamar Jackson trusts him already. I think he's got more trust in him than any other receiver on the Ravens. So I, I, I'm I going to typically lean Zay Flowers. And that that's weird for me because I usually go running back, but I'm going Zay.
1: What do you think, Brandon? Uh, PPR League, I will definitely opt for one of the two receivers over Brian Robinson. Um, this, I, I might disagree with you here, Connor, because of matchup. Mm-hmm. The Detroit Lions defense looks like a completely different unit than the one we saw last year where the Lions were in every game, but every game was an absolute shootout. The Lions' defense is capable this year, and and their front being the main uh, focus of it, but their secondary is no slouch either. Rasheed Rice, who is he playing this weekend, Connor? Oh, the Chargers! The, the, your, your, San, your San Diego Superchargers, who yeah. uh, you are the first to admit are as porous as it comes.
0: But they the Chargers do okay against Kansas City. Look into the look at the Mahomes numbers against the Chargers; it's not unbelievable. Okay,
1: I, I taking that into consideration. <laughs> I think it's a toss-up. I think Flowers or Rice are a good option. Flowers is probably the safer option, but I still see Rasheed Rice as being a guy that's probably on the, I don't want to say brink, but on the incline towards breaking out, and I've said it on shows past, so i kind of retreading uh, and repeating myself, but I think he will really establish himself as a top wide receiver. Yes, McCall Hardman back in the fold might take a toll on that, but he's he's still probably the guy long-term. So um, I'll still say Flowers for the uh, security-wise, like safer option. But don't sleep on Rasheed Rice either. Um, But definitely one of those two over Robinson.
0: Uh, Spaghetti, we'll make these quick. We want to get to all these.
1: D-hop or Curtis Samuel? Uh, For the rest, I read this text earlier. Yes, the Titans offense is tragic, to to quote the texter. But uh, I'm still going D-hop. Quarter A change of quarterback's coming. It can only improve things.
0: Uh, I'm going to go the other way because I don't care who the quarterback is there. I don't like it in Tennessee. <laughs> Maybe Malik will prove me wrong. Uh, Jordan says, hey, guys, Marvin Mims or McCole Hardman this week? I was on the Marvin Mims bandwagon, but I think I go Hardman. I think I that think Patty Mahomes
1: is going to want to get him back into that offense. Yeah, get him in quick, get him in fast, probably get him some touches early, um, and the Broncos are just a disaster every nine ways to Sunday. Uh, Kurt from Barhead. Would you guys trade Puka Nakua
0: and Chris Godwin for Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley? I would be getting Cooper and Ridley. Hmm.
1: Puka Nakua is a tough guy to trade away. Assuming this is a standard redraft league, like the the long-term value of Nakua obviously doesn't matter. Um, if it were a keeper dynasty, I would not, but, Amari Cooper is really good. Him and Deshaun have good rapport. And Calvin Ridley, we've talked about him a lot today. He's kind of a question mark week to week. But ha- it's a feast or famine option. So as long as you can pick your matchups right, I don't hate the trade. Yeah, I'm... I know you're a big Chris Godwin guy.
0: I am. I've, I'm a huge Chris Godwin guy. And the, my my is Amari Cooper, the quarterback issue, and Calvin Ridley might be some inconsistencies. So I have Puka and Godwin. Kurt, I'm not making that trade. I'm keeping my two guys... Uh, very quickly roll these. say hey guys, I'm on the fence. i need been offered Kyle Connor for Evander Kane and Petrangelo. This is a point focused league with emphasis on goals. Should I pull the trigger? I love, I love Kyle Connor. So I, maybe
1: I'm, I would. I'm pulling this trigger 100. You say points focus. Petrangelo probably putting up between um 40 to 50. I would say from the back end. Maybe in a miracle year, their defense is too deep. He doesn't like munch minutes like a Carlson or somebody else to put up upwards of 60 points. Evander Kane, slow start. I'm sure he'll get things going, but Kyle Connor's a monster. I, I, I would definitely be making this trade.
0: Titans says, stay away from the Titans for fantasy unless you want to be disappointed. Yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> staying away from D-Hop. Don't know why he signed in Tennessee. I'll never figure that one out. Uh, are we giving up on the flyer choice of Drew from in from j and Morinville?
1: Depending how we're like how valuable of a spot you used on him, I would say not yet honestly guys outside of your late like last two round maybe rookie is he going to crack the lineup type situations in fantasy hockey i'm not making any drastic moves yet the league is a week old maybe you got, uh, absolutely housed in week one in all your leagues like i did but this is a long season losing a week or two as you kind of wait for more things to flesh out before making drastic decisions i don't think there's anything wrong with that if you want to drop him i'm not going to hold it against you but uh Jonathan Drouin, this guy, the third overall pick, seems like forever ago now, but uh, he's shown flashes no matter where he's been of offensive output. I say hold on to him. Oh, free agent pickup, so whatever. Do it. Do what you see fit. If you uh, if you're tired of him, go ahead.
0: Didn't invest much capital in him, and uh, Lance says he's going to make the trade. Thanks, guys. No, Lance, thank you for tuning in today. I uh, just want to let everyone know, coming up on the Lowdown with Low Tide, we will have, oh, it's me, <laughs> bottom of the barrel, boys. No one else could hop on. So I'll be on with them at 1220. They'll also have Steve Lance at Big Mel Sports and Oilers Nation's Tyler Chuck. And then today on the Jason Greger Show, we've got Matthew Chinetti. He'll talk a little CFL. Also, Christine Sinclair, the GOAT, hanging him up on the international level. We'll talk about that. Uh, fantasy football advice with Ben Gretz. We've got Cam Tate's two-minute warning. Juan Ye craig button alan mitchell oh maybe that's why i'm on with them because they're on with yeah the steak has to be eaten we'll work on that we got another steak coming in for the afternoon so it's gonna be a fun one and uh yeah join us join us later on uh, right now let's get to a sports update brought to you by wilhock beef jerky home of alberta's best beef jerky locations in Duke bruce grove and west edmonton mall wilhockbeefjerky.com here is brandon douglas